Hello, and welcome to Crystal Queer, the radio podcast show hosted by me, Ali, brought to you by YGN Radio Brighton and sponsored by Scene Magazine Brighton. Welcome, welcome, welcome to season two of Crystal Queer. It's finally here. It's always been queer, but it's definitely not going anywhere. <laughs> How are you guys doing? I hope everyone's doing lovely. I hope we're all stunning, gorgeous, fine, fresh, fierce. We got it on lock. Um... There has been so much going on this week in queer world, so I don't think I'm going to even, I'm not even going to, like, waste time. I'm just going to get right into it. I think we should just, yeah, let's just jump right into it. Matt Gala. Let's talk about the Matt Gala, because I want to talk about the Matt Gala. Um, also known as, like, the gayest time of the year. Uh, <laughs> the, the time where all the gays become fashion designers, fashion moguls uh, business leaders uh you know that's the time when we all become michelle visage um cue that one video of that 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 gay that specific gay i think we all know who we're talking about because michelle would come for you um that's that's what we all become during the mccullough <laughs> um i'm gonna be honest let's just be frank here i hated the Met Gala this year. I really did not love it. Um, it's my favorite time of the year. I get so excited. I'm just ready to judge people as they come on on that red carpet. And this year was just bland. It was boring. I literally had to tweet out what is the theme this year because like I was so confused. Um, and then I found out it was American something, and I was like, well, that actually kind of makes sense now. <laughs> um, sure. And yeah. Um, I'm gonna, let's just talk about some highlights, I guess. We'll, we'll see what we've got. We'll see what we liked. Let me know afterwards, once you guys are listening, um, how you felt about some of the outfits. What did you like? What did you not like? I think it will be foolish if we don't start with Kim K. So let's just get Kim Kardashian out of the way. Uh, also known as The Conjuring, also known as The Dementor, also known as literally a sleep paralysis demon. I loved it. I, <laughs> I do love it so much. Do I know what it was meant to stand for? Uh, not fully, no. Um, did I love it anyway? Yeah, it was stunning. It was great. I, I've i been seeing a lot of memes of like her getting her makeup done before getting in that outfit. And I'm just like, was that even necessary? <laughs> did she need to have any makeup on for that? No, probably not. It's okay, though. You know, we love to see it. Um, commitment, it's there. Uh, silky not ganache dressed as a cockroach probably could have done the same thing but you know here we are um yeah kim k was definitely the meme central of the met gala this year so we love to see that um grimes had one of my favorite outfits i think um i saw someone say she handled the american theme really well because she brought a weapon to somewhere that did not need a weapon which is very american and i was like damn god damn y'all not holding a holding back this year are you um that was quite funny but it was i i loved grimes outfit i mean iris van herpen will always be a classic silhouette i mean we all we all recognize an iris um outfit when we see one now but she did it really well i loved that sword i loved the mask i loved the hair i loved everything about it to the t uh, Lil Nas X, Lil Nas X served as a little three-in-one situation, little moment. Um, 
I really loved that one as well. I really, really thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, every single reveal was just really fun. And we all know Little Nas is doing it for the queer community at the moment, which we love to see, which also is a great segue to the announcement that his album is out today. The baby has been delivered. Um, how are we feeling about the album? I still haven't had a chance to listen, um, but once I do, you will know if you follow me on my socials, at his name is Ali on Twitter, at his name is dot alley on instagram um <laughs> you know a little cheeky plug in there and yeah i haven't had a chance to listen to the album yet but i've seen nothing but great comments all over my timeline so i'm expecting good things i'm just expecting beautiful results that's if i get anything less than that then y'all lied point blank easy um but going back to the Met Gala, I did want to mention one little moment that really warmed the fuck out of my heart. Um, having Elliot Page be on the carpet and just the look in his face, like with people shouting his name, just saying Elliot and making it so reaffirming for him to hear. Because um, I'm not sure if he has publicly, like, done a red carpet moment or anything like since coming out as Elliot Page um correct me if I'm wrong please but I'm not sure if he has yet and it was it just the look on his face just touched so many aspects of my heart like so many little bits and pieces and guts and oh it was just great it was just beautiful to see so I really wanted to mention that as well because uh makes me feel nice and warm and um, one last thing that I wanted to bring up as well for this week, it has been a bit of like a, the most eventful part of the week has been the, the, the Met Gala, really, realistically. Um, but today I've just noticed that it is also Sophie's birthday. Um, we all know Sophie. We all love Sophie. I've talked about Sophie a million times on this podcast, I'm sure. Um, we play Sophie frequently on YGN Radio Brighton as well. Um, it is Sophie's um, 35th birthday today. And I, till this day, have not been able to process Sophie's passing. And quite frankly, I'm not sure if it's going to be something that I will be able to fr- process in a, in a long time. But um, I, hope, I hope that wherever she is, she's having... Just as much of a rave, a gay homo rave as she brought to us on Earth, <laughs> you know? Um, I'm sure she is. That is something that I do not doubt at all. Um, so all our love always goes to Sophie, and we miss her dearly every single day. And anyone out there that has tried recently, because we've seen a couple posts um, from certain artists that I'm not going to mention names, um anyone that ever tries to undermine how powerful of a trans pop artist she was and remains to be is wrong there's no other way to put it they're just wrong sophie will always be that trans icon and that's it that's all i have to say about that moving on this week i had the best time doing a little interview with one of my absolute favorite entertainers in Brighton. Her name is Scarlet Fever. You can catch her at bar event slash 
Club Revenge if you're ever down in Brighton or if you live in Brighton already. Um, she is the little... Uh, I just... I can't even put words into how much I fucking love her. Like, she genuinely is the sweetest little bean. And the first second I saw her, the first time I saw her at Bar Revenge, I just fell in love instantly with her entire energy. And she is... She deserves all the love. And so does every single other entertainer in bar slash club revenge slash Brighton in general. Make sure you're following them all. Make sure you're sending them all love um, because they're all fucking crazy. They're all campus tits. Yeah, I was trying to think of like something clever to say, but I really can't. Campus tits, that's what it is. So without further ado, this little next bit is just going to be me, Miss Scarlett. And mwah. Hello, welcome to the season two premiere of, I forgot, I was going to say Scarlet Fever. I was like, welcome to season two of Scarlet Fever. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the season two premiere of Crystal Queer. Today, we are joined by an amazing little guest. Not as, not only is the show sponsored by Scene Magazine, we've got a Scene Magazine cover girl today on the show as well. Ah. <laughs> Please introduce yourself and let us know your pronouns. Hi, my name is Scarlet Fever. I am Brighton's Broadway baby and my pronouns are she, her. Beautiful. Brighton's Broadway baby is like, I, I've obviously been like stalking her account a little bit because <laughs> I like doing that. <laughs> and that is literally your bio and everything and it's just stunning. It is mm-hmm. on brand. We love to see I it. like having a catchphrase now. Yeah, just, yeah. Because the worst thing is when people, um, when you're doing a show um, that's like, kind of like in a new place and people are like oh can you send us like a bio mm. I've always been like I don't know what to say <laughs> so now I just I have a line yeah there you go. it's just like I've come into the room this is the tagline what can mm-hmm. I get you <laughs> yeah <laughs> right we're just gonna get right into it um so I've already talked to you about how the, we're gonna discuss AFAB queens and just drag in general I'm gonna get a little bit into the Brighton drag scene as well So I just want to get to know you a little bit from the beginning. So when did you start drag and when did Scarlet Fever happen? Yeah, so um, I have been doing drag for, I think, actually, I've just hit my exact three and a half years mark. Yay. Congrats. Um, Or either I've just hit it or I'm just about to. Right. Okay. Um, We're there. Yeah. So I, I started doing drag. I was like coming towards the end of my second year of uni. Um, and I was doing a degree in musical theater. But the thing with the musical theater world is they're very like cut and dry. You have to sound like this. You have to be able to do this. You have to look like this. Um, you can't do this. You can't do that. And I just, I am f- fiercely independent. Yeah. And I just felt like I didn't fit into that world. Mm. So I was like at this crossroads where I was like, do I drop out? Like, what do I do? Mm. Um, And then I started to dabble into drag and in the way of I would do the makeup and like go out Mm. or go to a show or something in drag. And I was doing that for a little bit. Um, And that actually like made me feel good. And then I was going to all these drag shows because I hate the fact that drag race was my introduction to Mm -hmm. drag in the way that 
like I guess I know it now mm. um but it is true and that is the impact that it does have yeah. um so I've been watching drag race but then actually going out and seeing the drag live as well I was just like I want to do this yeah. um and then a few maybe a few weeks later um after like going through a few names I finally settled on Scarlet Fever can I know um, the previous names <laughs> they're really not very good <laughs> <laughs> Because Scarlet is Fever thing. is a great name. Like, it's actually so good. <laughs> so the reason it's Scarlet Fever is yeah. because, so my um, my real name is actually Scarlet. Like, yeah. that's my actual real first name. Yeah. Um, and when I was about three or four, I actually had Scarlet Fever. Amazing. Like, legit. Right. And I think that that level of irony just mm. from the get-go in my life <laughs> just really like set it was totally. destiny <laughs> so that's how that's how it ended up being scarlet fever but i really wanted a name that had scarlet in it already because i'd already spent like you know when you're a kid and you see all those like you go on holiday and you see all those like personalized things with everyone's names on yeah. and your name isn't on there yeah led me to like spend basically my entire childhood like resenting my name mm-hmm. so i'd only i'd like gotten to a point of maturity where i began to like love my name so I was like well I want that and also I was like I don't want to I don't feel like I want to get used to being called something else Mm -hmm. but I remember my my housemate in second year suggested Scarlet No Manson instead of Scarlet Johansson yeah yeah um and I also, I went through, when it first came out in the cinemas, I went through a bit of a a thing with The Greatest Showman because it, mm-hmm. like, came out around the time that I was, like, coming to terms with sexuality and things like that. So Amelia Dreams was another one, and I, I, I actively hate it. Apologies to any drag artist that may be called Amelia Dreams. I've just completely dissed your name. Yeah. <laughs> but it's very cringe in the way that I thought it up right yeah and then I um after that I did a couple of competitions and that's how I got started in performing yeah and three and a half years later it's literally my full-time job (laughs) yeah amazing I think like Scarlet Fever has definitely been the best choice out of those ones definitely for sure but I think like when I so when I saw you a couple weeks ago and my friends had just come down to Brighton for the first time they I, I oh, yeah. told them their name your name and they immediately like got obsessed with it. I was like that's how you know it's a good name because <laughs> people hear it and are like right I'm obsessed already <laughs> but I think uh, yeah like, I yeah yeah go on oh, oh no I just I um I was on the fence about it for a while as well yeah. I guess it was a an internalized like is it really cringe? Mm. But the reaction I get from it now from like strangers that come into the club and they're like, what's your name? And I say, I'm Scarlet Fever. And they're like, oh my God, that's amazing. I'm like, okay, that's very reassuring. Exactly. Like there's nothing more validating than a stranger that has no idea who you are being like, that's a great name. Like, thank you Mm -hmm. so much. I can't myself. (laughs) (laughs) I got called in to do Proud Cabaret on Saturday. Yeah. 
um, with Lydia Lascabes, who's yes. my drag auntie. I don't know um, that. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Auntie Lydia. Um, love it. <laughs> she kind of, she kind of like is sometimes a bit of a placeholder because my drag mum doesn't live in Brighton. Right. Okay. Um. So anytime I'm like I need advice or something, I have I at least have Lydia That's here really, yeah. Yeah. if it's urgent. Mm-hmm. But um, we were talking. I used the magazine as a prop in one of my numbers, and we were talking about it, and she was like. I haven't even had a magazine cover yet. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> even though she was literally in that magazine. It's, yeah, that is like, that's, yeah. It's just, it's so, I hope Lydia knows that, like, to me, in my eyes, before I moved to Brighton, I think, dare I say, I think she was the first ever UK drag queen I ever followed previous to moving here. And probably the same. Enough, conveniently enough I moved to Brighton as well and I was like oh right she is a queen here so in my eyes till this day even though we've got now two two queens that are on Drag Race UK from Brighton but in my eyes she's still like what I think about when I think of like oh Lydia Lydia has like always been at least for me the face of Brighton drag exactly 100% definitely no competition there for me at all no not at all (laughs) not even close um but I am curious to know if when you first started doing drag, was there ever kind of like a struggle in terms of balancing the women, quote unquote, with drag? Or were you always just super confident into getting into it and not having to differentiate the two? Um, so I, I think when I first started like experimenting with drag and stuff, mm. um, it wasn't like the intention to be like so because I feel like if you saw like if I took off one half of my drag makeup like the size proportions are ridiculous like the the eye is like double the span of like my actual eye yeah and I do think there is some level of overcompensation there like I feel like if I personally for me if I do anything smaller I'm not in drag mm-hmm. and like I wear quite a lot of makeup out of drag anyway just because I love right. makeup um and it makes me feel good yep. so I feel like it's it's maybe like an it's like a subconscious kind of overcompensation yep. but um I remember like when I first decided I wanted to do drag versus when I started actually doing drag were a good six months apart I would say okay because I didn't think women could do drag Mm. at the time it's really funny because um somebody came up to me while I was working in the bar the other day and was like oh I've always wanted to do drag but I I didn't want to like be appropriating anything because I'm a woman Mm. and now I'm like you're not appropriating shit like drag is for everyone like nobody owns it um but three and a half years ago that was me thinking I was going to be appropriating not only like the culture of like cis gay men but also just queer people in general because I hadn't yet fully come to terms with my sexuality um but it wasn't until um 
the all the big incident with the RuPaul interview where he like was misogynistic and transphobic and then I started seeing on Twitter all these like female drag queens like Venus Envy and Creme Fatale, Titi Bang. Titi Bang was the first was she I think it was my first ever no second ever live drag show and Titi Bang was in that show and that was the first time I was like oh my god like there is a there is a woman doing this mm-hmm. um but yeah all these all these female queens started coming out of the woodwork being like my drag is valid kind of thing and then I was like oh I can do it yeah and so I did um so and then as drag became like more and more important to me mm-hmm. and more and more like the a huge part of my like life and who I am the more defensive I started to get over like me being able to do it as a woman Mm -hmm. absolutely to the point now where I feel like my as a as a cis woman who does drag as a full-time job um we like that doesn't happen that often but when I get people who come up to me and and are like, I didn't think I could do drag because I'm a woman, but like, I'm like, yeah, if if that is the the representation that I hold as a bright and Absolutely. micro celebrity, yeah, i.e. you go to revenge, you know who I am. Exactly. Like that, that means the world to me. Exactly. Because I, is why I hashtag female drag queen in all of my Instagram posts. Um, I will never allow myself or anyone else to be called a bio queen that's like a whole that's thing I personally for myself have never minded AFAB but I know a lot of people who really really are uncomfortable with that term so I don't tend to use it Mm -hmm. um just for like uh, the sake of like staying neutral but I always hashtag female drag queen because I couldn't find any when I started drag unless I was like scouring the internet so I want that to be easily accessible absolutely and I think that's I mean there's multiple multiple reasons why you are a very beloved queen of revenge I mean like I absolutely adore every single queen that works at bar slash club revenge but I think the first time that I came into bar revenge back this summer again and I saw you working there there was an instant like light bulb in my head and I was like obsessed with everything and you are a human being but besides that you are standing for of course yeah but you are also a beacon for a lot of women that are interested in getting in the same art as yourself and yeah the more we can have of that the more everyone's going to be happier I yeah I definitely agree like there's on the revenge team there it's a very diverse team of people um like kind of representing a lot of a bit of everything corners of like uh what's the what's the word a lot of just like different types of maybe more marginalized definitely people yeah yeah and it's it's nice to work to work in a place that has that representation because they have it's never been a case of um 
them not having a diverse sort of team of drag queens like Daphne is a female queen and yeah. has been at revenge pretty much since I moved to Brighton yeah. yeah so it's never been a case of that but it's really nice that now we've got this expanded team of like drag artists yeah. that we all we're all so different in so many ways yeah definitely well if Bar Revenge ever needs a Middle Eastern queen I'm working on it <laughs> we're getting there. oh my god I will vouch for you Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> you can be my drag mother. <laughs> Honestly, I'm I'm a I'm already a drag mom to a drag child who is physically like older than me. I love it. But she's my drag daughter. That's amazing. That is everything <laughs> here. We, we love that. Is it the House of Fever? <laughs> you know what? It's I haven't even really because I am part of the House of Pests. That's like yes. my little like drag family from when I first started doing drag when I lived in Chichester Mm -hmm. um so I haven't really come up with my own like drag house name yet but I guess House of Fever it has a ring to it it sounds really nice yeah look into that (laughs) trademark it because I might steal (laughs) (laughs) Um, I yeah I'll get on that. <laughs> yes, honestly, like file a lawsuit if you have to, get a cease and desist because I'm coming. <laughs> I'll go full Elwood. Right, literally. But <laughs> we kind of have touched onto it, but I do imagine that a lot of the Brighton drag scene has been very supporting of you and your drag. And I imagine them must yeah. be a very comforting environment to be in. There was never a question of the validity of my drag. Mm-hmm. in Brighton or really I've not experienced the the whole you can't do drag you're a woman thing in the way that I know a lot of other female queens have yeah um more often than not I just get the questions like oh I didn't know women could do drag mm-hmm. um but it's I've never really had someone flat out come up to me and be like you can't do drag because you're a woman Mm -hmm. um which I'm lucky and especially like that was one of the reasons I wanted to move to Brighton as well because the drag scene I just fit into it I felt Mm -hmm. um I was coming here so often when I still went to uni um and seeing all the people who were already here and like there were female queens in the scene like Daphne and Rococo Chanel yeah like I was just like there there will never be a question of me not being valid I mean there's never a question of whether you're valid as a drag artist if you're a woman but especially here Mm -hmm. it's a very I I would definitely say there is not like no single drag artist in Brighton is the same for both of us in terms of having being people that have moved to Brighton I think that's why we're so fortunate as well to have choose or chosen a, a place that is so accepting to be different and open to be different um, yeah whereas I don't think anywhere else in the country would be as open to that ideology as Brighton is potentially no I always say I'll never move anywhere else no I yeah me and you both yeah. I'm here now forever I'm here and you're to gonna the point move. 
drag me to out. the point when people when people find out i've only been in brighton for two years they're like what i'm like look spiritually in every sense of that word i was born in brighton because yeah. i'm i'm more brighton than like some people who have lived there here their whole lives yeah i'm like yeah. just physically i was born in leicester but spiritually i was born in brighton honestly if you had not told me because this is the first time that i hear that you like moved to brighton because i mm-hmm. really, like fully thought you were brighton born in <laughs> like you are brighton as a person because <laughs> even like I know. Drag, you are very brighton encapsulated yeah. in one. i do want to get a little bit into um victoria scone because i feel like <sighs> icon exactly icon a religion a mother that we all deserve like i literally i it's funny because i've i've known her like through social media for a couple of years now Mm -hmm. and it's the fact that sometimes it's the same with anubis it's like right we've got these and this is gonna sound like i'm flexing i'm not it's it's gonna be a dig at myself but like knowing queens that are or have been on Drag Race UK mm-hmm. it's such a wild thing because I'll just be like lamenting about something on my Instagram story or like doing something stupid and then you see it like the people who have watched it and it's like oh Lawrence Cheney's watched your story and it's like good yep Victoria Scone watch me do the berries <laughs> and cream meme right <laughs> yeah yeah that's really good it's really yeah really really setting bar high for myself yeah yeah but i literally what she's what she's doing i don't think i am brave or mentally stable enough to handle being the first cis woman on drag race mm-hmm. that she is literally because... carrying a giant torch for an entire field of people not even just in the UK literally everywhere in the in the world and I know there were, I know she must have gotten so much hate she's gotten so much love and rightfully so she's incredible she's lovely we've messaged a few times yeah. she's really really lovely um she's just I I'm in I'm in awe of her like completely I just she's making history and it's so important and it's something that like I remember when they first announced that they were bringing Drag Race to the UK Mm -hmm. I was still in uni and um my best friend at the time was also a drag artist and was identifying as female like she her I'm not sure what their pronouns are now but at the time it was she her and I remember I just flew into a panic and like they cried because we were like that's it for us they brought drag race to the UK so that's it we're we're never gonna make it as drag artists now that they're bringing drag race to the UK Mm -hmm. and the fact that now no that not drag race is not the be all end all by any means however if in the uk at least it is the best bet that you can like make a substantial 
living an amount of money out of drag if you're on Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Like you, the opportunities you get from being on Drag Race for the most part surpass the opportunities you get if you're not on it. Yeah. So to know that that barrier is not there anymore it's it's a small step in the right direction yeah and the fact that victoria is taking the brunt of that is just something i wouldn't have the mental strength to do the amount of unnecessary hate and like criticism she must be getting i can't bring myself to look at it like all the all the articles and stuff i because it will really personally deeply upset me um but yes, yeah, she's so incredible and I'm so grateful to have her be the first to represent this whole community of drag artists that now know that they exactly. can achieve the representation that they deserve. And I think like something that really stood out to me is when we had a conversation a couple of weeks back, you mentioned how people have found your social medias through Victoria being on the show. And mm-hmm. it's insane that having the show not even air yet, it's still in promo. The, the impact, exactly. this is the thing. Exactly. Unless there are, there are some outliers. Mm-hmm. I wish all of us could be like Juno Birch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and build. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I'd do anything to be Juno oh, Birch. I'd but- give a limb. Yeah. Yeah, but career wise, mm-hmm. like if if that could be the same for everybody, mm-hmm. that would that would be amazing because I I don't like the 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 competition aspect of drag. Yeah. Um I was literally talking to Glue about this earlier, about the fact that um I want to try and introduce more of my drag to the London scene. Mm-hmm. And I toyed with applying for not another drag competition because mm-hmm. I thought that would be that would be a good way and then I was like I am at a place where I don't really want to compete mm-hmm. like I'm very self-assured in what I do and I'm very comfortable with how I present my drag and what I do with it and so if if we could all build a career from drag without having to go on a reality tv competition that would be the dream but the fact that like it has such a reach and such an impact that people were going on to all of the season three queens like following lists i gained like a hundred followers and i know so many other drag artists that did just from that small amount of association we, it goes to show what a big impact that is. And Victoria Scone is carrying, like, carrying all of that on her shoulders. Like, literally, no pressure, Victoria. But, like, literally. And I'm really hoping, so I'm really hoping that when we see the season and the way it's edited, I hope a lot of the, like, maybe I'm overly sensitive to it, but even still, like, season two, there was still, like, some misogynistic elements to things like I don't like the the pit crew thing and I don't like how all of the jokes are based around like 
oh, haha, we're all, we all like penises. Ha, right, I was going to say, how many more like, jokes can be here, possibly, you know? Exactly. I was like, Victoria Scott, not only is she representing female drag queens, she's also representing lesbians, which is so important because I think that a lot of cis gay men in particular have this tendency to forget that queer women exist. That's a thing. Like, they think that every woman who enters a gay bar is a straight woman. Yeah. And I feel like lesbians are completely like overlooked in that case and it's like okay they're gonna have to find a new basis for their humor yeah because and i i really hope they do it's a, because it's i think very very like um passionate to talk about and i hope that victoria definitely has mm-hmm. a contribution to make to that on the show because i feel like for queer women there's this standard of like you have to look a certain way to be queer enough for me to know that yep. you're queer without you mentioning that you're queer and mm-hmm. it's like that's not what it's ever been you just make assumptions because that's apparently what the world loves to do making assumptions it's all it's all patriarchy and like societal mm-hmm. standards that are just ingrained in people yeah um and I think yeah I think the the wider representation is so needed it's late mm-hmm. I I saw I literally saw like a tweet earlier that was like oh if you want to feel old the the new year sevens weren't even alive to see BB Zahara Benet win season one of Drag Race actually makes me feel oh my <laughs> Jesus is that is that literally where we're at Oh my god. Is that how long yeah. it's been? Yeah. Um Oh my god, that's actually so spiral. <laughs> it's but also better late than never. Where do you see the future for yourself? Where do you see Scarlet Fever going? What's the kind of like ambitions that you've got? Um I would like to maintain drag as a full-time career kind of for as long as possible um I don't necessarily think you can age out of drag but I just I don't see myself being happy doing anything else I would you know what I would love to go on to drag race and now I know it's a possibility I will try I know the the competition aspect is scary but also the the reach that that would have and the amount of people that could see what I do and who I am that's just too it's too important and appealing to pass up yeah absolutely um I, I also want you to know like honestly out of drag in drag you will see me as your biggest supporter through and through like, you are so sweet thank you so much will be worn posters will be hang up <laughs> Hung up. Oh my goodness. When when I eventually get my ass into gear and sort out my new merch shop, <laughs> it will happen. It will happen soon. I it just, will be there. Yes. I have a tendency to get very overwhelmed mm-hmm. and then not do anything. <laughs> <laughs> In there. Except for the things I need to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but, once but I would sorted, love I think my end goal, I would love my own kind of cabaret show, my own fringe show. 
um, and just to be performing and doing drag for as long as I possibly can. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd very much like a dog, but that's not really like a drag goal. That's just like a, a goal. I, I mean, want to I want to have enough money to have a dog. There we go. <laughs> that really is that really is what it boils down to. Honestly, would you have you ever thought of like dog names? Do you know what you would call a dog? Yes. Love it. What is it? <laughs> um, doesn't matter what breed, doesn't matter what gender identity, the dog is being called Winnie. Done. I love oh, that's such a cute name. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I would call a child that, like honestly. Yeah, I just don't plan on having a child. So I'm like, got to save the best name for my future dog. Right. I'm just like, I, I tell my friends, I'm like, so I really like this name. Uh, I don't want children, but if you ever wanted one, you can call it this if you like. <laughs> I'm saving all the best names for my future dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I met a child at work the other day called Nirvana. And I was like, right, writing that in my list of pet names slash yeah. other people's kids' names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not happening to me right on that note thank you so much for joining me today you have been no, thank you for having me of course yeah, feels... yeah. you are you are my first ever podcast and oh, i wouldn't really have happy. i wouldn't have wanted any other podcast to be my first one that's so sweet thank you so much you are the season two premiere as well so that's uh, amazing incredible love incredible. it incredible it the stars have a line and worked in both of our favorites. I love it so much. I love this for us. They really have. <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to see you very soon anyway. Um, but of course. Of if, course. You, if you come to Revenge at any point in the next four days, mm -hmm. you will see me. I will most likely be there. So yeah, I will probably see you there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Gorgeous. Thank you so and the much. Same goes for, the same goes for anyone listening. Honestly, if you're listening if you and you're down Brighton or you want to come down Brighton, you want to see Scarlet, you know where to be. Or Scarlet. any of the other, every queen that works every at Revenge that works is just incredible and lovely. The best talent that you will find and they deserve to be shown as much love and appreciation honestly if you're listening to this just go to the freaking bar revenge like instagram pages follow them all like easy done it, it takes literally like five minutes i did it before i moved <laughs> yeah. <today, so. laughs> all right well you take care thank you so much again and I will thank you i had such a good time of course yeah yeah see you soon and thank you guys so much and i'll see you next week <laughs>